content warning for discussions on horse breeding. See the description for details and timestamp. The wild plains of Severus unfold before the single incandescent eye of a familiar locomotive. The pride of Duskwall spouts a jet of fire and lets out a whistle, giving the impression of a mustachioed face admiring the clear skies from the Imperium's wildest islands. In the early days of the Emperor's cause to unite mankind, Imperial settlers beat back the dark brush and thorny growth of Severos to find thick veins of useful ore. Cities such as Irondale were founded for the purpose of safely extracting these resources, which helped to turn the dream of an Imperial railway into a reality. An Imperial train, like the Pride, though constructed in Akros, was likely built with metal mined from Severos making this entrance to Irondale a sort of homecoming for the noble locomotive. The imperial cities of Severos are some of the newest in the Imperium, as the native people of Severos weathered the cataclysm within arcane fortresses tended by magicians. Though many saw fit to join the Imperium, the occasional sighting of a Severos magician wandering into town only to leave as quickly is proof that these fortresses thrive to this very day. by John Harper. I'm Greg. I'm your conductor and I run the game. I'm Hannah. I play Andrew Anderson, a horse enthusiast, apparently. I'm Guy. I play Pippin Pip McKeel. Uh, one of us is under a duvet. I don't think that Pip has ever even spelled duvet. I mean, you don't need to spell it to be under it. That's true. But it's, it's like, I'd like to express that I have more of an understanding of my current situation than Pip does, but that's just kind of true most of the time. Mm. I'm Stefan, I play Drix, and uh, I want, or I'm gonna go home, he's gonna go home. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, Severus, baby! (laughs) We just crossed the void sea, you guys beat that uh that big watery spirit that was giving you trouble the last time you were here and now you're headed into irondale uh, a city on the uh the far eastern coast of severus severus is full of windswept plains and dark very thorny underbrush i can't stress enough how dangerous uh wandering around outside is because this is still the shattered isles so even though you see that starry night sky uh, out here, far away from the the smog of Akaros, it's 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 still a you know a death land. <laughs> also, still like you know, the sun is still dead. The sun is still dead, um, or it's it's trying really hard. Long live the sun. <laughs> so, the pride of Duskwall enters the lightning barrier of Irondale. Irondale, it looks like a those frontier towns with their uh, sort of basic like tall rectangular buildings but as the name would imply irondale these buildings are have a lot of a uh, metal protection from elements or perhaps any uh robbers hey greg not to kind of step on the toes of your narration but 
if most of the things are made out of iron, wouldn't that mean that it's not really as protective against rain? Why do we have to worry about rain? <laughs> That's true. How you know with the sun being dead? How does the water cycle work? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it rains. It's rain probably not is that memories. much. Probably just not that. Well, no, we've already covered that. No, no, not all rain is memories. That's very specific rain from a black <laughs> winds. This is we're this is this is like a desert. There's not a whole lot of rain here. We're in Severus now. Back in Duskwall, yeah, because it's basically England. <laughs> mm-hmm. But right now we're we're in the the, the, the frontier, heading west, baby. All I'm saying is, John Harper, give me that, give me that Blades in the Dark source book about the water cycle. I want to hear Tell it. Tell us about the water cycle, John. <laughs> you guys are prepared to exit the train, having just been paid by Candace for uh, an impressive clearing of a major ghost and a not so impressive, uh, or at least not to her, coaxing of Gafo. Laudius Downward the Seconds. 12-year-old Elysian uh, servant boy who has fallen ill uh, and was spirited, uh, spirited, haha, on the train. Shut up. Uh, onto the train uh, back in Uduwasha. He, he's very sick, but here in Severus, he should uh, be able to be cured by a proper Severosi magician, a miracle healer. It was agreed upon that Drix would meet up with Laudius, and he's probably gone before you guys head to Candace, but Candace, as she pays you your money and sends you on your way, she does inform you, uh, hey, listen, I, I'm i not gonna say anything to him uh, about the kid, especially because it all worked out, but, um, you know, we're, we're spending a little extra time here. Uh, I, I got word when we were in Sunfall that uh, Mr. Walker was uh, coming to meet with us and he was going to ride our train to Mistport. He says he's got some business there, but I don't know. Okay, is that like relevant to us? Yeah, I mean, we're going to we you got a little you got a little extra time. Oh, for okay. Downtime here. That's it though, right? I mean, yeah, and your our my next direct boss is going to be on the train, so be on your best behavior when you come here. Okay. Candace, we're always on our best behavior. She, uh, <laughs> her eyebrows furrow. <laughs> she, she does that. She does that meme that's going around of like the normal eyes, angry eyes. <laughs> that's just my life. When Andrew says, asks, sort of like how how that's relevant, Pip sort of opens his mouth as if he's gonna say something and then stops himself. Can I notice that? <laughs> yes. I don't think you're here. Oh, you're right. No, 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 he's here. No? He's going, Drix is going to meet Laudius. Right, yes. Later. Oh, okay, Laudius is gone first. Okay. Laudius is gone first. Cool. Get out of my office. Bye! Let's describe yourselves physically here. He wants to step out first into the, uh, it's not hot, it's not, like, really hot like Aruvia, at least not in the same way. It's a, it's a dry heat here. It's <laughs> arid. Uh, because there's less of a, there's less smog cover and less rain than in Acra, so it is, it is warmer. Alright. Well, Pippin McKeel steps out into the, I guess, the the dust of Severos on his four crab-like tendrils, <laughs> as he can only be described as a crab centaur. No. He... Crantar. <laughs> Guy, come on. That wasn't even, that wasn't even funny. That was funny for me. He seems to be in stitches. Pip is... A rather pale, kind of uh, long, greasy-haired, English-looking lad with clothes that were probably once 
very, very, like, high class and fancy that have since seen better days. Pip himself has sort of, like, darker hair and a long face and a kind of perpetually, like, gin blossom, like, flush nose and, like, face. He would be tall if he were not so, uh, hunched over. Almost as if he's kind of just been beaten down by the weight of life. <laughs> hey man, Big who man. hasn't been? Next. Who who comes out maybe being uh, suspicious of Pip from that look, I guess. If that's what we're doing here. Uh, out steps a dark-skinned man with black curly hair. He's tall and muscular with like a bit of a barrel chest. He's wearing a... I can search the web for that. Just tap that search chip below. What? Search the web for a big man for you. <laughs> professionals. We're professionals. Why? Why? Buy a himbo. Buy a himbo. Buy a himbo. Did I say okay Google or something? <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Carry on. Uh, he's wearing a white shirt with the sleeves rolled up and a vest over it. Very black vest over it. Uh, some, like, light material dark pants. And some, like, decently high boots with some spurs on them. Upon his head are covering some black curls, a large black uh, cowboy hat with a red band. Uh, I'm last. I'm Andrew. Uh... <laughs> Andrew Anderson follows behind a 13-year-old girl, Eruvian, so uh, copper-skinned, dark hair, dark eyes. The hair is kind of short and messy, kind of boyish. I recently described Andrew to someone as, like, androgynous looking, which she is, like, kind of in a purposeful way and kind of in a child kind of way. She's got, like, Victorian orphan clothing of, like, little, you know... Pants, little vest. A little Oliver uh, Twist. Little <laughs> Oliver Twist, yeah. And eyes that shine of mischief. Oh, and she's got a dorg. Dorg, dorg. York, york, york. A uh, hairless, three-legged... Dog-like ger- creature. Dog-like creature. The physique of a German shepherd, but with two legs in back, one leg in the middle and front. A single tuft of hair on the... Like a lion on its tail, and a, a long, long, thin mustache. Mm-hmm. And the shape of a friend. And the shape of a friend. <laughs> yeah, so you guys head outside the train. Somebody nearby is uh, complaining to uh, what at first doesn't read like a blue coat, but you realize it is in fact just a blue coat in its uh, in his uh, Severosi Severos uh, like frontier gear, uh, looking a little more ready to deal with the uh, the dusty uh, arid plains of uh, Severus, which of course means. Uh, I'm talking a, uh, you know, Wild West deputy-looking motherfucker, but with blue. Yes! <laughs> um, and yeah, they're complaining as uh, somebody's like, Now listen here, Coleman and his gang came through here uh, not three hours ago, uh, and I-, I reckon they're still in town. Where's the law when you need them? And the blue coat says, Well, I'm awful sorry there, but um. You know, we can only be so many places at once, so would you suppose that I leave um, the bank unprotected to check on uh, your house? 
Or perhaps the general store. I'm sorry, sir. Um, <laughs> Greg's really gonna stretch his fucking accent muscles during this one. <laughs> and the the per- <laughs> yeah, Greg has actually like a few cowboy voices, but he is one like cowboy voice in particular. Pay close attention, listeners, for that one. Listen, I don't mean to brag. The senior year of high school, oh I was Colonel Thunder in Wild Oats. Oh my god, you were. And we sold out every single night. That wasn't impressive. We sold out every single night. Somebody, <laughs> somebody once, my English teacher said that somebody told them that they pissed their pants. And half of the people who only sort of knew me uh, that saw the show didn't realize I was playing Colonel Thunder. That's how fucking good I was. Professional cowboy. He was, he was a lanky little nerd. You should not take any of this as anything impressive. As soon as, uh, as, soon as the uh, quarantine is over and Greg is fully vaccinated, he is going to be moving to California no, to not. play a re- leading role in Knott's Berry Farm. I need him to pay rent. He is not doing that. But anyways, uh, the first person uh, you know, shoves their head a lot. That was and- a reference for nobody. The, you know, sort of, sort of makes like, ah, to hell with you, uh, sort of motion uh, to the blue coat, sort of wanders by, sees you. Hey there, you just stepped off the train? Yep. Oh, you be careful. That no good Coleman Kanatra and his gang have been passing through here all willy-nilly. Oh, there's an outlaw? Yeah, he's got Dagger Isles blood in him, they say, and he could stop a train just by staring daggers at it. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, well, it's awful, actually. I mean... I live here. <laughs> I mean, why do you care if the trains stop, though? Because people rely on trains for supplies, and he's, he's always raiding them. I get, oh, oh, he raids trains? I guess that's bad. Yeah, anything that what comes from Thorn or uh, anywhere west of, west of here, uh, he's all over it. Huh. Well... Your train from Eruvia is the first proper supply we've gotten. He sounds pretty, uh, pretty impressive, honestly. I mean, yes, clearly he is using considerable considerable powers for evil instead of good, but would love to be able to stop a train by looking at it. Oh my god, That's extremely cool. Can you imagine? That would have solved a lot of problems, honestly. Oh my gosh, we could have solved so many problems. Yeah! (laughs) Can we get him on our train for the next time we have to fight a sea monster? (laughs) Oh, God, slam it. I don't know why I bothered. <laughs> and the other guy leaves. <laughs> Thank you for the information. If we hire him, we will absolutely give you a referral fee. <laughs> I feel like it's something we should probably be a little bit more concerned about. What? Oh, someone is, you know, robbing trains. Considering, like, that is our primary source of employment. I think we'll be fine. It's not Also, be- we get paid regardless of whether the train gets robbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're supposed to defend the train from ghosts. The living are not our purview. Don't get me wrong, I don't want the train to get robbed. That would that would probably be bad, and I want people to get their supplies, but, like, this does not directly affect us. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, I think this is the definition of, uh, not, not our, uh, fish to fry, if you will. So, one, I question your work ethic. (laughs) (laughs) Two, we also live on the train and get our supplies and feeding and etc. from the train. You are correct. If they they try and rob the train, they are literally robbing the place where we live. (laughs) They're gonna steal 
cargo, though, not like the restaurant stuff. Are you sure about that? We have like. If anyone goes into the restaurant, Greta will beat them up with her big strong arms. Greta does have big strong arms, and if anyone comes to the crew, I would love to see that. Drix will beat them up with his big strong arms. Thank you, Andrew. See, we got two sets of big strong arms. And I yeah, mean, we're good. Candace could kill a man with a look, so. Granted, she hasn't killed you yet, but I think we know why that is. Yeah. It's, it's slow acting venom. <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit every day. <laughs> the point is, we are a formidable train, and I think we will be fine. Yeah, I, I figure this Kanatra person can't really be that much of a threat to us. Pip looks directly into the camera, the office style. <laughs> Alright. So This is an audio medium. Oh, but people know. We've got you all down for like physiker and pub trips. But we also have that meeting that Drix was supposed to have with uh, Laudius. What I want to know for you guys is um Drix, is there anything in particular you want to do with your physiker trip? Nothing in particular. I think it's a pretty standard uh, trip to see Mr. Fizz, is what I call him, I remember. Would it be cool if, theoretically, we, like, glossed over your physical trip? Totally. And then just have you meet up with him at the pub, and so we can do, like, your physical trip. Um, oh, you can do their, their physical trips. But yeah, so which do we want to do? Uh, Drix's meeting, uh, or physical stuff? Dumb for whatever. Let's go right into the interesting stuff. Drix? <laughs> alright, alright. Yeah, so... Saying the Physiker is an interesting SMH, my head. Hey! You're right. I love the Physiker, but they're not going anywhere. The Physiker is a mainstay of this podcast. We love Jerry. They they cannot. They are incapable. So, Drix, mm-hmm. you meet up uh, where Laudius and his retainers are meeting a Severosi magician. Now, the lightning barrier covers a wide area. And to be honest... This place is not as, like, it's densely packed um, in certain spots, but there's a couple of more open spaces, ostensibly for, like, horses, um, or there's some old, there's uh, an old abandoned mill, and that old abandoned mill is where Claudius told you to meet. It's not that people aren't around, it's just that anybody around wouldn't want to know anything that was going on in here, because it's still very dark. Don't forget, there is no sun. There's no volcano. There's no. There's no Udu. This we're we're back to just lamplight, and um, well for this place sometimes starlight. Uh, Severus does not have as much smog. You arrive. You see Laudius uh, waiting somewhat nervously with uh, Gafo in his little box and a couple of retainers. When he sees you, he, he uh, waves you over with a lantern. Uh, Laudius. Well, Drix, thank you very much for um. Thank you very much for the extra assurance. I um, I have to admit, at first, when you offered to help me help me with this talk with my guide, I scoffed. But um, well, it's a touch creepy in here, isn't it? Uh, I mean, a little, but I, I feel like backroom deals have a whole kind of ambiance they need to achieve. You know, I heard that word from Andrew, who read it in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> There is a creaking noise throughout the old mill, and you just hear. Now, now I'm like, now I'm like, oh, which 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 cowboy voice? <laughs> Got him. Lamps, lamps off, Pilgrim. 
You're the man. Ladius uh, nervously douses his lamp. There's a tinkle in the air that can just be described as downright magical as a couple of motes of light uh, begin to hang around the mill. But you notice, uh, by the way they're casting shadows, that for some reason the light does not extend past the doorways. You reckon, in fact, Drix, that somebody outside of this mill would not see an illuminated mill. Nice trick. <laughs> Been a while since uh, I've seen this. So, which one of yous the Delmore? And, um, <laughs> Laudius says, It's Dalmore, actually. Laudius Dalmore the second. And, um, stepping uh, into the light of his own creation is a uh, swaggering Severosi man with dark skin. Probably got, like, some graying locks going on, like, underneath a cool, a, a neat-looking cowboy hat. Oh, that's rad. That does actually have the, the similar, like, wizard stars and moons oh <laughs> that Trix's wizard hat had. <laughs> um, and you see, he's leaning heavily on a, on a cane. A nice cane that's got, like, runes and marks inscribed all over it. Well, Mr. Delmore, I was... Well, I heard about your predicament, and um, I just simply had to try. Not often that one of us will uh, leave home to work for any old Imperial, but if that is that boy Gafoe you said in that box, well, you're a plumb selfless man, Delmore. And Laudius <laughs> starts, starts to correct him, but then just stops <laughs> and says, Yes, yes, I am... Um, I have been transformed into a, I suppose, a more selfless man, in this regard at least. Listen, are you, are you going to help him or are you going to praise me for helping him? That feels weird. <laughs> You've never been in the whole negotiation, have you? The the magician tips his hat and says, Well, I'll be. I didn't expect you to have friends on the local side, Delmer. Looking like another day, eh, partner? Sure as the sun shines. It super doesn't, though. There's a whip crack of recognition in the eyes of the magician. And he says, the sun ain't shining no more. Oh, you worked this out, okay. The one in your heart will shine bright enough, partner. He uh, smiles widely. I I suppose I'm just a touch curious why it came all the way to me if uh, you were already well acquainted, Delmore, but I'll get started. Care to watch, brother? I I I suppose I could uh, stick around. There's no reason not to. Now listen... Delmore, he sets his cane, uh, the motes of light sort of circle around Gafoe, and he uh, rolls up his sleeves. Now what you're about to see is going to be a touch unique compared to what you normally get, partner. And he lays his two hands on Gafoe. Now, all humans can whisper in the ghost field, quest the aid of one so dearly departed. And then the motes of light collect around the magician's hands. Now, demons, they speak to the world, and they encourage it to change. The lights uh, begin to change color, going through the rainbow pattern. Well, and through ritual sorcery, just about anybody can be their own witch, make an offer to a forgotten god. But the true power of the arcane was always in human hands. Drix, you notice uh, the staff, as you, as you probably suspected, yep. the staff's his battery. Figured as much. That's where all the power's coming from. And you see it begins to light sympathetically with the rainbow patterns around the folk. And he says, I do not ask the sickness to leave this boy. I do not encourage the child to overcome. And I offer him nothing in exchange for him to be cured. 
I take my power, and you see it flash some more, and I work mine. That's the human way. And he pulls a sickly, gaseous moat of light from Defoe, and then he uh, crushes it in his hand, and it steams up uh, the raft of the old mill. You know, and he leans on the staff, obviously a little tired. Once we could all could have our way in the world, so long as we acted with each other in mind, but I'm afraid such arcane miracles as you just witnessed are finite, Delnor. And it's because of selfish humans like that emperor of yours. Claudius chuckles a bit and he's like, Well, uh, my, uh, thank you very much for, uh, I, I presume saving Gafo, but you must be mistaken. The, the immortal emperor is the most unselfish a man can be. He saved humanity. But we couldn't live on our own without him. And, um, the magician puts a big old smile back on his face, like a customer service smile, and says, We all can live on our own right now. Curious why he's still sitting above us all, isn't it? You can go, Delmer. Uh, you, partner, I got some questions. I got answers. God, I could just hear, like, the guitar sting. <laughs> cool, we'll do physical stuff, and then, um, we Th- can- Then Drix will get interrogated by this very sexy <laughs> cowboy wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not interrogated, but we'll have a brief discussion before heading to the pub. <laughs> it was, that was friendly recognition. If you say so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which one of you guys want to go to the Physiker first? I can go. Andrew, you open up the door to the Physiker's hut. But from the outside, it looks, uh, well, I'm not going to lie, it looks a bit like an outhouse. But when you open it up, it's that same space, moss growing on the walls, herbs hanging sweet sterile air as lotions and unctions and potions brew throughout. Love me some unctions. <laughs> the physiker in their uh, long-beaked plague doctor mask and their covering surgeon's gear sees you enter. Is looking at like it's uh, probably a book that uh, Trevor got them. It's like an old farmer's almanac maybe. Mm-hmm. Ah, he- hello there, Andrew. I was just um, reminiscing upon years past and all the years that I have missed. Oh, by looking at the farmer's almanac? Ah, yes. You see here, uh, although the agriculture of uh, the Shattered Isles now is not at all what it was like back before the Cataclysm, even I am not that old, it is interesting to remember the strange fish storms of uh, 570 as well as the unusually high yield of gerbils in uh, 603. Please tell me about the fish storm. I mean, it just, it's, it rained fish. <laughs> it rained fish? Actually, you know what? Trevor showed me a book like that once. It, to, to, to be precise, a six-book series, except instead of fish, they were sharks. <laughs> and instead of rain, it was a tornado. I love you. It's canon now. <laughs> yes, by Ian Zeering. Um, uh, Ian Zeering goes, goes to the train canonical Ian Zeering. But yes, I, I was mostly just reminiscing upon this year. 458 Imperial Era. That was the year that, well, I completed my ritual and became a vampire. Ended my pain. Yeah? Yes. It was like a second birth. Although I was turned in the Imperial Era, uh, 458, 
I was actually born in 420 CD. Uh, so pretend for a minute that I've never gone to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years is that? Uh, well, it's hard to match up because it's IE to CD. I don't, I don't know the difference between those things. Between what? IE and CD. CD's nuts! <laughs> 420? That is also a, a number that references medicinal herbs! <laughs> That's not my real birth date! This joke book, this joke book that you had Trevor give me it has, has proven wonderful already! <laughs> I can't believe As a physician, I promise to do no harm, but it appears I have roasted you. Shut up! <laughs> you're oh healed. My God. You're healed. I don't want to be taken back. It's too late. <laughs> you hardly noticed. Um, you hardly noticed. <laughs> but all of your like um. What you had some like aches and pains that flared up briefly, <laughs> and now they're covered by little uh, cross marks. I hate this. I'm leaving. I'm gonna tell cross. I'm gonna send mail to Cross Dava and tell him that you're bad. Actually, <laughs> goodbye. Fare thee well. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Also, side note, real quick. I, Ian oh, Ziering will never come on our podcast because as I learned from The Order Season 2, his name is Ian Ziering. Oh no! Oh, oh my god! No. Sorry, Ian Ziering. I'm sorry, Ian Ziering. <laughs> sorry, Ian Ziering. We love, we you. love you. Ian Ziering's our guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ian Ziering's the guy in Ghost Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Ian Ziering is the real one. Ian Ziering is the one in Ghost Hunter. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's there how it go. is. That's how it is. It's uh, for copyright reasons or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the I name I am hearing is copyright. Yeah, it's certainly unique. Alright. Well, I can't believe the physiker just murdered me. <laughs> <laughs> and in I can't real believe life, you just I can't got believe that Greg just murdered me. <laughs> Had that plan for a while. How long is a while? Not a while. I now I think about it. I think Fucking Christ! Just do Pip. So Pip, you enter. So Pip, you enter uh, after Andrew, or maybe before even. But either way, time time doesn't matter. You enter that sweet sterile room and see the physiker chuckling to themselves and messing around with some bottles. Hey there, Mixter. Is uh, is everything all right? Oh, uh, yes, yes. You you seem. Chipper, which is unusual. Yes, I, I have started a, a slight project to be done mostly uh, between the, uh, the the microseconds of time when my door is and isn't swinging open and when I can leave my patients unattended. I have scraped the moss from my walls and I have begun uh, fermenting them into a sort of moonshine. <laughs> I can't tell if I'm proud or disappointed, but I'm, honestly, I get it. It's... It's fine. It makes sense. Truth is, I, I merely wanted to be able to have a have a drink with, with you, my friend, uh, after enjoying that Skurlocks. Well, I don't think this is great, but I was sipping a little bit of it, and I had a really good idea for a joke. I'm going to do it to Andrew later. <laughs> <laughs> He's so like, 
the the healing thing does that make you like unable to die? Well, by being a vampire, I can't perish from uh, my age, and um, well, truthfully, most wounds cannot harm me. Only um, the sun and uh, complete submergence into electroplasm would uh, destroy me. Anything short of that, and I'll be good. And you know, I don't know actually. Oh, all right. <laughs> Because I'd be concerned that, like, Andrew would murder you. <laughs> ah, it's cool. She doesn't have the power. Oh, my God. <laughs> not, not, listen, listen, I, I try to keep it cool around you all, but I am, uh, I am a superior being. <laughs> you, none of, none of you can touch me. Look at this. Oh, uh, wow. Already the physicers behind you. I'm right behind you. Isn't that crazy? Here, have a drink. <laughs> It was the weirdest humble break I think I've ever, like, witnessed. Yeah, I'm a little tipsy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, take a sip of that. Um, and they, they flash a light in your eye. Honestly, not the worst. I do believe that thou hast neglected to notice a concussion, which is, um, well, you know, it's a, just a little one, and you're you, so. Yeah, it's just pretty normal. It's... Anyways, again, I'm a little tipsy. So, uh, give me a moment. <laughs> and they get one of those little head clamper things ready. Alright. I think I got this. <laughs> I have complete unadulterated faith. For a brief moment, your 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 head uh, feels like your bell's been rung, as they say. But your mind's a little clearer. Which you immediately chase away with some more of that moss moonshine. <laughs> which, again, not the worst thing the Pip has ever put into his body. I refuse to elaborate. I mean, we already know you ate crayons. He did eat crayons. On either side of Pip's uh, Pip's head, probably under his hair some, are little, those little cross marks. Alright, thou art healed, and thou can keep some of that moonshine. Eh. Uh, Pip adds it into his flask, which is basically at this point just like bar rag squeezings. Fare thee well. Cheerio. Honestly, like, we got to Severus, and I haven't heard a single yee-haw yet. It's, it's disappointing. <laughs> the door of the visitor that closes behind you. <laughs> Is that offensive? That might be offensive. <laughs> a nearby horse neighs at you. What you looking at? <laughs> it looks away. Um, Ford face and eyes on his horses. <laughs> Drix, uh, yeah, so you, you, you're leaving the mill. Greg, do you want to share the, the cursed knowledge that you gave all of us? Oh, yes. I mean, we're, we, we, we'll, we'll get to it a little bit more, but Severosi horses, we've decided, have forward-facing predator eyes. Because they're ambush predators. The meta reason is because I uh, messaged Greg, I think it's funny that dorgs are dorgs, but horses are just normal. And he immediately decided to make some truly horrifying modifications <laughs> to horses. So I, I want you, the listener, to just like have that in mind whenever we mention horses, is that they have forward-facing eyes like Cookie Monster? Just just the Severosi, Severosi horses in particular. There are still normal horses. We're not retconning that. That might be worse. That might just yep. be worse. But, um... <laughs> Uh, Drix. Yeah, you're talking to that magician. His name is, uh... <laughs> fuck. You know, I didn't. I think I didn't give him a name. His name is Shane. No, no. <laughs> his name... His name's Clayton. 
His name's Clayton. Shane Clayton. Brilliant name. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to make Shane references yet. I'm going to make as many cowboy references as I can fit in. It's a miracle that I haven't done any, like, town with no name ones yet. Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what with the Shane thing. Uh, but yeah, so Clay- Clayton um, is talking to you. So there, partner. Where do you hail? My people make their home in the arcane fortress of Shane. I hail from the uh, arcane fortress of Belial. We oftentimes pass through, exchanging some knowledge with uh, those at Belial, but I suppose I'm just scratching my head here, wondering what you're doing with that foppish imperial. He, he and I had some prior dealings that were less than pleasant, but he genuinely wanted to help that boy, and the boy didn't deserve anything that a nobleman has come into them, so I, I, I figured I should do the right thing. As we all should. The purpose of power is to use it with others in mind. Of course. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it sure took my last charge. Hmm, I thought I'd felt some spell work. A little rusty. You uh, riding back to Belial, or? <sighs> not, not yet. I, I have to go back to Arubia for a brief bit, but I will stop over. All right, then. Yeah. Awful strange to see one of us uh, out in the Imperium, but to each their own. You always have a home by, well, your hearth or mine. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Yeah. I, I, I'm helping people. I'm doing what I can. And I know it's not the way that everyone else would jump to immediately, but I had to make it my own way. Well, I'll have to hit that old dusty trail. <laughs> you can watch near that nobleman of yours. He wanders over to a, a forward-facing eyes Severusy ghost hunting horse. I'll make sure he doesn't get into too much trouble. Thank you. <laughs> Which is actually bad when horses do that, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, and yeah, he begins to uh, trot out towards the edge of the light barrier. Amazing. We got a cannon last we name! We did get a cannon last name. It means nothing to me, so I don't see why you couldn't say it Don't before, worry but... about it. It'll mean more in time. <laughs> oh, so it's spelled Bel- Belial, like B-E-L-I-S-L-E, which is like a real name. Um, but Belial, B-E-L-I-A-L, is a demon. Yeah, that's, that's why I was kind of... <laughs> Interesting. Like a, like a Blades in the Dark no. one or a real one? No, a real one. one. I mean, as real as demons are. <laughs> Sorry. A <laughs> uh, literary canon. Yes. Hey, hey, you heard it here first, so I'm going to a train. Demons, demons are, are real. real. Listen, it's <laughs> the conjuring rules. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Claudius, uh, you get to him as uh, Gafo is uh, breathing on his own without that uh, device. It looks like he's still a little unconscious, fading in and out. And Claudius turns and says, Well, uh, thank you very much, Trix. It appears that our um, our arrangement has come to an end. I must be back towards uh, towards uh, Duskfall, where my father cut his teeth. Obviously, you know... Um... It would be better if you didn't go flapping your gums about this, right? Of course. And I mean to anybody, don't repay kindness with a slight. Don't worry. As far as anybody knows, me and Gafo went on holiday into Eruvia, and uh, the nice, ashy, volcanic air did him wonders. 
I've I've heard that before. A blackened lung is a uh, brightened soul, if you will. Every single time you cough or smoking, that's your lungs opening up for more air. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Ladius. I'm glad the boy's gonna recover. You know, there was a time where my own noble heart could not abide the thanks of a lowborn wretch who insulted me, like yourself. <laughs> Always starting off so great with these uh, compliments? Question mark. <laughs> but now you're not a lowborn wretch. What's highborn? What's lowborn? It's nothing. You're a kind man. Kind to me who was a fool. Thank you. I hope you know that we should pass that kindness on. Power is meant to be used for others. And you, sir, you've got a lot of it, so maybe start doing. Yes. Yes, maybe I'll stop. Punch him in the shoulder. <laughs> Alright, Junior. I better get going. Yes! <laughs> Partner, be on your way. Time for you to hit that old dusty trail. Alright, maybe just a little bit, a little bit off the top there. Just like bring it down, like. Maybe just shave like two inches off that rope, okay? He uh, raises a middle finger at you, but in a playful way. <laughs> I shoot it right back as I walk away. We here at Ghosts on a Train would like to take a moment to discuss Little Business Library. Little Business Library is an online directory of small businesses that allows consumers to shop directly so they never charge a sales fee. And instead of charging percentages to businesses, LBL is just $4 a month. What? Don't take my word for it. From the pride of Duskwall, here's the lion bull, Drix. Howdy. I've got a great idea for a small business. The 10-gallon tin. Andrew's helped me with the website already. Wonderful. Businesses have been averaging 106 clicks a week from LBL alone. What is 10-gallon tin? 10-gallon tin is a service where you get a tin that includes a new hat every month, along with some extra little goodies, like some spurs, or... Alright, we get it. You heard it here, folks. Use our coupon code LISTEN10 to list your business on Little Business Library. We now return to your regularly scheduled audio programming. I think you all, uh, coalesce. Coalesce? You all congregate. Into a saloon. The Mole's Ass Saloon. The Mole's Ass? There's a little symbol of a mole riding a donkey. Oh my goodness. On the front. This place, known for its strong whiskey and tequila lineup, as well as some truly scrumptious chili, chicken fried steak, and collards. Sounds delicious. Yeah, you guys uh, You guys enter. There is, of course, a, a piano player. <laughs> Is there a single floorboard that creaks as we, as we walk in? Yeah, and at first uh, everybody turns like, what? And the piano plank stops, but then they hear the jangle of Drix's spurs as he enter and enters and they go back to normal. Alright. Pip sits down at the bar at the far end. Give me a drink, bartender. Oh my goodness. He stares at you in Imperial, his eyes narrow. And he pours uh, a tall drink. He slides it down the bar at you. <laughs> I haven't decided if I want to catch it or not. Oh, fuck. Decide quickly. Uh, I'm going to do a finesse roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is uh, 9 to 10. Uh, Pip actually catches it somehow. Yay. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah, gonna... what do you two want? I'll, I'll have some of that chicken fried steak. Ooh. Good, good choice. Um, oh, that does sound really 
really good, actually, right now. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Here, um, Andrew, Andrew, let me let me just beef that up for you real quick. Can we also get some cornbread? Uh, I just want you to break a little bit off of it and sprinkle it into your gravy. That's gonna take that chicken fried steak to the next level. Okay. Glad we're traveling with an expert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, man, what can I not get? Agaros. Oh. Ooh. I know, I know. Can I get a pair of, uh... What? Greg, give me a fake animal. Uh, oh, uh, 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 a, a flank... A, a, a flank... <laughs> flank duck. Yes! Uh, can I get two flank duck legs, along with a bill stuffed with peppers? Certainly. You know... They call flank ducks because they're meaty, like cows used to be, I hear. Mm. <laughs> Maybe one day they'll be meaty again. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. You get a nice stuffed bill. Hell yeah. Uh, and some flank duck legs. <laughs> Delicious flank duck legs. How are you guys feeling? You're in Severus. Normally, this is where I would be like, yeah, let's think about the traumas that have brought us here. But to be honest, most of them were just sort of leftover stuff. Yeah. Tricks, how's it feel to be home? Or not home, but like in your home country. Yeah, it feels nice, you know. There's something like nice about, you know, recognizing not just not people, but types of people a little more, you know? Mm-hmm. Just kind of the familiarity of it. That's definitely how I felt in Arubia. Yeah. I mean, we'll be back in Aruvia again not too long, but for now I'm going to enjoy this, you know? Mm-hmm. As you should. We are passing through your hometown at some point, right? Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to we're gonna be, we should be back. We should be there on our way to Scotland if uh, nothing changes as far as, like, the train manifest. Yeah, remember when the train manifest changed to stop us going through Imperial City? That kind of sucked. That did suck. Uh, I I had made some plans to, you know, do things in the Imperial City. I I could have gotten some really high-quality rope there. It was, like, not Severosi rope, obviously, and I will be stocking up while we're here. But, (laughs) like, some rope in a pinch? City-slicking, fancy, like, braided-in horsehair rope kind of thing. You know. Too much. Just too much. I imagine Pip would be looking nervous as the person that they're talking about, but Pip, you might also be thinking about this whole Mr. Walker thing. I, I think that's mostly where his mind is at. Uh, I think Drix notices as he's joking around with Andrew that, like, Pip is lost in thought, and he just kind of, like, puts his chin in his hand, uh, stares at Pip a little bit, and is like, Hey, Pip. Pip tries to take a drink. But I think, like, banks his teeth into the the side of the cup, which is unusual since drinking should come easy for him. Oh man, you're really, really in your head for once. What is going on? You good there, buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. No? You know how we're gonna blow things wide open? Okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna blow some we things do. wide open, of course. We do talk about that a lot. Usually, there's a specific thing, but oh, just, so I've, I've been kind of distracted lately. Some of you may may not have no, noticed. No, I, I have not noticed. Yeah, of course, of course, I've noticed. I haven't noticed. Oh, huh? Am I the observant one? <laughs> 
It is horrific. Right? <laughs> well, I'm a child. I'm very self-absorbed. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's fair. But like, so, I, I learned a bit ago and haven't really, like, had a good opportunity mostly just kind of forgot that, like, I was told that the Emperor walks through others and Mr. Walker is, is like, in his name. I'm just saying there's, like, there's something suspicious. Okay. Who told you the Emperor walks through others? We gotta verify our sources. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steph taught us all about this. I cannot remember. Okay. <laughs> Both in and out of canon. Oh, it's the, oh, the King of Rats. I feel like a lot of people told it to me, but it also came from like one source. Alright, so based on that description, it's either the one within many or the King of Rats. Either of which I feel like, yeah, that's probably worth heeding. Yeah, now that I think about it, the fact that we can describe both the one within many and the King of Rats with the same sentence probably is something we should interrogate. We'll do, we'll, we'll do it later. Do you think the King of Rats is like one within many, but it's like many rats? The King of Rats like fought with the one within many. I'm not super worried about that. Yeah, I, I just kind of want to know what's up. You know, I want to bust this thing wide open. If you we will. can, we can. Let's bust one thing wide open at a time. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I'll, Fair. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about a bunch of rats on unicycles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Focus. Come on. All right. You must apply yourself to solve a mystery. I'm in the moment. This is it's kind of just like a thing, and I'm not saying like be on your guard on the train any more than usual, I guess. But like this is something to watch out for and like maybe we shouldn't be suspicious 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 do we think the emperor like wants to hurt us we're on the imperial railways right so this might just be you know protecting his investment if it's true and he's really walkering among us fuck you Stefan I love you too (laughs) (laughs) Then the question is why? Walker hired all three of us, isn't that right? I mean, not directly, but... Well, Pip starts, like, thinking about how the, like, protecting his investment might be, uh... That might have, like, multiple pieces to it. Pip, what were you gonna say before on the train to Candace when she brought up Mr. Walker? Just this? Or did you know something else? Was there... No, this is... is, It was pretty much it. It's just sort of like... wasn't really the right place for it. Uh, Okay. Granted, we might want to, you know... Warn her and Trevor and Georgie and Greta. They're not gonna believe us, and even if they do... I don't think they have anything to worry about. Well, okay, I guess most of the treason does happen, like, in our car. Yeah, I don't think... Like, look, I like the other people on the train, and I I don't not trust them. We're we're still in a bit of a gray area, but, like, I'm not about to go sharing 
anti-imperial sentiments with any of them, we'll get killed. You're right. We're hollowed. I think Candace might be partially amenable, not to like full on. Candace wants to keep her train running. That's true. Listen, we we all like we all don't really like a boss. I don't think it's a good idea to like tell our boss that her boss might also be, you know, the CEO. So to speak. This is all just an undercover boss situation. <laughs> this is all just an undercover. Oh my Mr. god! Walker walks on the train. Is like, thank you. I've learned so much about. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I'm just saying, this this might be something to keep under our head. Yeah, I think we'll probably need to cover up some stuff in the crew car. Uh, you know, put away the murder board. <sighs> Definitely should. I got yelled at by the, the Ruvian people for the murder board, too. I don't think anyone really likes the murder board. <laughs> but it's useful. It is useful, and I don't want to stop. I mean, it all feels important, right? Yeah. We keep running into things that don't quite add up, or are just a little bit off, or... This, this, everything that keep everything that comes through this train feels like it's important. It's almost like we're the protagonists or something. Now that sounds. Of what? I mean, have you seen Camilla? Now that's a protagonist. I mean, I don't. This is true. Honestly, every single person we've had on the train who isn't us seems like a better protag. But Ismael was a robot. Uh, uh, Jamie had, like, his whole, like, tortured thing going on, which was very distressing for me, but it would make a great, great book. Um, and, and Genevieve had a secret identity. Yeah, she had a real double life thing going on. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Also, she can, she can flip real good in, like, magnetic boots, and it's kind of insanity. Yeah, that was wild. Truly, like, certain things should not be possible. I feel like they had a little bit more time to, like, prepare before they got on the train. But, like, it's kind of separate. Alright, so, there's the three of us in this together. If this rumor is true, and our series of clones theory was correct, then we have a prime opportunity here to observe the Emperor. This is gonna be so fucking cool. So, you guys ready to bust this thing wide open? Yeah! You guys are gonna get us, but we're gonna get caught. We're not gonna get caught, because we're not gonna say a word. Yeah, shut up, Pip. This <laughs> is a triumphant moment. We're, we're, we're gonna, we're just gonna, you know, hang out with Mr. Walker for a while. The bartender drops three shots in front of each of you. Uh, and maybe for a moment you're worried that, that uh, they heard you talking and they say, Oh, don't worry, I, I, you guys seem to be getting excited, so I wanted to get it in the spirit. I, I never listen to customers. Am I allowed to drink this? Sure. D- okay. D- <laughs> <laughs> it's a celebratory occasion. Also, this, this stuff's sweet as plums. All right, let's go. <laughs> and y'all three of you knock it back. Andrew immediately spits it out because he he was not sweet. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Whose side job do you want to do next? <laughs> Stables. Stables. Let's see those cursed horses. We okay. gotta do some cursed horse. <laughs> 
So you meet up by some of those areas that are wide open for horses. Uh, Severosi ghost, ghost hunting horses. Now, obviously, those who live in the wilds and the arcane forces, the Severosi magicians, they make the most use of um, the Severosi horse. But there is value to uh, people who live in, within the Lightning Barrier and within the Imperium to have these horses ready. Any Deathlands explorers or scavengers could always use them and rent them to, to head out. Yeah, even blue coats or Imperial Cavalry units like them. Um, you meet up with, well, not like a big horse ranch business person, Dr. Edlin Helliers, a Severosi doctor. Not just any doctor, a horse doctor. Dr. Helliers, uh, we'll see you now. And he sees you you too. says, um, well, uh, this is excellent, excellent. Uh, howdy, partner. Uh, howdy, little one over there. Hello. Um, so you, you two ready to, uh, deal with some, some Severosi horses? Yeah. All right. Now, um, uh, I got a job for you. You're, uh, you're Dunville, aren't you? I am? Yeah, I got a special recommendation from, uh, one, uh, associate of mine, Mr. Kutu over in Aruvia. So I've got something for you, and, um, well, I'm afraid I've got something a little less PG for you there, <laughs> uh, Colburn, if that's oh, fine with you. Uh, yep, yep. I, I can handle whatever you whatever you need. You can say for the initial lesson, though. I, I don't know if you already know this, but you might find this fascinating. I, I want to help you get a get a little acquainted. Uh, my friend uh, next set says you you might have what it takes to be a what we call in the business an exercise rider. Ooh. Yeah. Well, the horses, you know, the horses here are sometimes a little sick or recovering, and you know, we could use a little somebody to just help take them for rides on you're, occasion. You're gonna let me ride a horse? I'm gonna let you ride a horse. Yay. Now, don't worry, these horses, they're, they're, they're already trained to deal with people. And, you know, I won't give you one that's not ready for a kid or nothing. But there's something important you need to know about the um, about Severosi horses. Severosi horses have a bit of an overactive uh, spectrodulum. It's a, uh, yeah, that's right, the spectrodulum. It's, um, it's a part of the brain, a cluster of nerves, really. All horses have it, uh, but... <laughs> But their overactive ones mean they can clearly see ghosts, where other <laughs> other horses just get whispers. And not only that, but they can uh, they can digest the electroplasm into their own spectrodulum. Wow, that's <laughs> that's that's fascinating. Yep, the Severosi the Severosi horse is a post cataclysm breed, and uh, they've developed these uh, front facing uh, predator eyes uh, as they subsist on uh, spirits as a secondary food source. It's crazy that. I mean, it's been a thousand God, years. I hate, <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> I'd like to reemphasize: this is Lord Greg came up with this morning specifically to annoy me. <laughs> now, the key thing to remember when you're riding a Severosi horse is unlike a normal horse. Uh, they fixate on things far in the distance because of them front-facing eyes. They won't be as aware of their surroundings, and they'll just want to make a beeline for whatever their prey is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So you just kind of got to, you know, make sure they don't do anything foolish and also that they don't get fixated on something silly, you know? Okay. I think I can do that. Like, what would they get fixated on? Are there ghosts here? Uh, well, well, I say within a Latin barrier, the ghost field is uh, extra touchy. So just about any old echo... You know, crackling the lightning barrier, spirit outside. Honestly, Severosi horses are far more suited to the wide open plains. They're, it's going to be a touch overwhelmed, even this far out of a city. Oh, poor horse. Here goes nothing. 
All right, and Drix, uh, uh, here we'll get some we'll get some of the help to to help you over there. But Drix, I've got something for you over here. Uh, just come into the shed with me. Oh God! All right. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll be there. Good luck, little spurs. Now, Drix, I have something a little less PG for you to do. I got a patient, a horse to take care of, and I've got my helpers helping um your friend over there uh, with her riding. Uh, now, some rosy horses are a rare breed, and um, well, we gotta make sure they breed. So, I um I have here two suitable horses from um <laughs> prestigious lineages. Let's say I'm gonna need you to make sure that they um well they they already are in the mood to fornicate, if you know. But <laughs> you're gonna have to make sure they um complete the deed. Oh, so uh, I'm. I'm here to... God, I hate this too. You've got to watch these two horses for it, yeah. <laughs> Do I... I don't need to do anything? I, I hope you don't do anything. <laughs> I just, I just wanted, to be, I wanted it to be extremely clear what was going on here. Yeah, uh, no, I'm just... I, I hope you don't do, do nothing in I here. I didn't want to do nothing. No. Okay, yeah, alright. All you didn't seem like a... Nope, <laughs> nope, 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 certainly not, not. Alright, just, again, you gotta watch and make sure that they complete it. Yeah, um, they, 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 they land the lasso, if you will. I, I understand. Yes, I'm sure I don't need to tell you about the birds and the bees, now do I? Nope, nope, nope. Uh, well, uh, so... Well, I hate this a lot. Here, uh, I got a pot of coffee for you, if you need it. I don't imagine it'll take long, but, you know, it might feel nice to... Have something to occupy yourself. Yeah, I, I, I would like something to distract myself from. Thank you. Uh, this will be an awkward job. I did not. Hey, Greg. Hey, Greg. What was the inspiration for this one? <laughs> Hannah told me once because <laughs> she worked at a barn with horses. She had to watch two donkeys have sex. This is a real job that I have performed in my life. <laughs> and so she said, when I was trying to come up with stable jobs, like a while ago, I was like, after the horse floating thing, the teeth floating thing, I was like, I want to come up with some interesting stable jobs. And she was like, don't do this one for me, but you should make somebody, <laughs> you should make somebody watch. This is a real job that I have done in my real life. That is pretty hilarious. I will give it to you. <laughs> Except with donkeys. I'm sorry and horrified. It actually, it wasn't make sure he gets it in. It was count how many times he gets it in. Um, so that's wild. Oh, yeah. Huh. So you did get that a little wrong. <laughs> but but I'm sure it's fine. Wow, this is just the worst. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. You're for... welcome. So... You two, how do you? What, what roles do you think you approach your tasks with? I feel like Drix is a steel role, and I don't <laughs> think you can convince me otherwise. I'm jumping in here to like Drix. Can you think of anything other than a steel role? Um, I sir. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Explain it. Describe it. I. Maybe be insight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fight for insight. I'm not gonna fight to have a worse which, role. Which one don't you want to do? <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, let's figure this out. I don't wanna. <laughs> I don't want to rage, lose control, <laughs> or do unintended harm. <laughs> Roll. There are no good choices. <laughs> 
I will say I totally forgot that I like asked you to include this. I thought so. Because as I was saying it, you were like losing it. Yeah. Alright, let's uh let's roll that steel. I also like don't think I meant it. Too late. Too late. Alright, that would be an eight. Yay! One you didn't <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh, this is crazy. I'm so, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, you're let's not. Start, let's save. E- let's this. save everybody and let's save everybody and just take one trauma for suffer more trauma or harm because okay. everything else just sounds gross. Like let's just say <laughs> there were no go- good options. I would panic, disengage, or flee. Well, then he didn't do the job. Yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. No, you know what? You know what? You you you've you've worked me into it. Don't take that trauma. Okay. I think, I think upon completion, Drix is a wailing, screaming mess as he runs out of <laughs> the barn. Um, <laughs> like, huh? Wonder what happened to him. I uh, I am not built for this kind of work. <laughs> All right, Andrew. What's your role to to ride this ride horse? Ride this horse. I guess finesse. I, I could see it being, honestly, any of these. Mm-hmm. All of these skills are involved in horseback riding. Um, That's a seven plus three, ten. Uh, which one don't you want to do? Quickly. Cool. So, yeah. so I'm going to do it without compromise, and I'm going to do it stylishly. Yeah. The Severosi horse that you're riding. Um, a couple times he gets fixated on something uh, in the distance, uh, but you keep him from, like, you know, rushing past some between some rough trees or something, or, like, keep his focus so he doesn't go too far. It's nice. It's it's nice. Angel's having a lovely fucking you day. Love, yeah. In fact, you do it slowly so you're not there when Drix uh, <laughs> is screaming, actually. <laughs> so when you get back, the, 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 the fight has left him already. He's like, it's, it's it, you know, after you scream for a while or you've, you've been terrified for a bit, you're just sort of drained. Hey, Drix? Hey, hey, Andrew. You okay? Did something happen? Um, nothing unintended happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it when you're older. Okay, Wait, what? Next, side job, craft or trade. <laughs> I'll get mine out of the way. Okay. Go for it. So trade then. Trade. Guy. Hip, you ready? Trade. Cool. I'm ready. You were called to a uh, local casino, not you know, not a saloon, a proper little little gambling joint. There uh, is in a Rubian clerk, uh, Ramira Jayan. She uh, greets you as you arrive, and you see she's got a little booth with uh, Geist brand gaming materials. Oh my god! I think Pip kind of like freezes and then is like, "Oh no, here we go." Hello there. Um, yes, you must be Dunville. And McKeel. Howdy, partners. Thanks for helping us uh, operate this little Geist brand gaming pop-up. Oh my goodness. Howdy. Uh, hi there. It's a, it's a pleasure. Oh, McKeel. It's exciting to see you here. In, in fact, it's strange that we had your information to begin with, uh, you being just a line bolt. Yeah. This uh, isn't my first rodeo. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Andrew looks very rapidly between these two people, trying to pick out on whatever the fuck is happening. All right, so here at the casino, we're trying to um, 
sell and encourage the use of Geist brand playing cards. We, uh, we also have a premier Geist brand table set up. Uh, we don't expect you to deal there, but just sort of watch it. You know, make sure nothing untoward happens. So, uh, yeah, um, whoever wants to make the first roll to get some, get some business going. I can do that. I can try word finesse, smooth talking people. Okay. Word finesse. Uh, another ten. All right, which one do you want to do? I'll do, I'll, uh, again, do it slowly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it takes a little bit, but eventually people are like, Ah, oh, well, aren't you adorable? <laughs> Certainly, uh, you know, hey, dealer, use this fresh pack. And wow, thanks, mister. <laughs> getting Geist brand uh, <laughs> playing cards. Uh, eventually, though, Pip, while you're sitting there and also watching the gaming table, mm-hmm. hear somebody else go, Yee-yee! And, um, swaggering into the casino is a man with dark skin, like a Severosi, but like long, like straight dark hair. Not quite Eruvian with it, but distinctly, distinctly not Severosi. And he wanders in with a big long coat and a, and a piercing gaze. And you see the uh, dealers start to get nervous. And he uh, sits down and he says, uh, well, don't you know how to play, pard? And the, um, the dealer is shaking. <laughs> now listen, Kanatcher, just cause ain't nobody gonna throw you from town don't mean I don't have the right to throw you from my table. <laughs> Kanatcher says, go ahead then, pard. You do have that right. And he leans forward with that piercing glare of his and says, well, are you kicking me out? And the, uh, <laughs> the dealer shakes some more and says, uh, and it like begins avoiding the gaze and just starts like dealing out the cards as he's dealing them out suddenly Kanatcher puts a hand down onto uh, somebody else's pile of cards and puts a hand near a, a sidearm or revolver that he has and he says now don't tell me you're cheating already nothing gets past my eyes and this other player is like ah! Pip something's about to happen yeah <laughs> Cheating is bad, but Coleman Kanatcha shooting a man is yeah. also bad. Pardon me, sir. Uh, could I get you to just come with me for a bit? Pip says to uh, to Coleman. Uh, what kind of roll do you think would get Coleman Kanatcha to? <laughs> I'd like to roll Will, please. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We we're not really doing opposed Will on 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 NPCs if we can help it. Ah. Then it's steel, can, which is the yeah, closest say, equivalent. You can roll steel. I like, I like the. Vibe. As he sort of like gives the the steely gaze, and then Pip is going to just like meet him. Hopefully. So glad I took the easy job on on both of these. Actually, I do not want to panic, disengage, or flee. Cool. What'd you get? That is a nine. So I do one. I don't pick. Okay. I do love doing unintended harm, but in like a not directly you way, maybe. Mm-hmm. You get his attention. And he says, um, well, certainly. And he uh, stands up with his long coat going, tosses uh, a couple silver coins, keep my buy and I'm coming back later. And the dealer's like, oh, get out of here, Colvin. <laughs> um, and uh, he saunters over to you with that slow, long gate of a gunslinger 
And uh, Coleman Canastra looks at you. Now, who might you be? New bouncer they hired? Not from around here. You ain't shaking your boots. Oh, I know you. I know you already. I was told as soon as I came into town. That's right. I practically own the place. I own every place I walk into. Yeah, well, you don't own this one. I happen to know the fella in charge, and I happen to owe him... I happen to owe him a, a great deal. So I'm going to ask you once nicely to not cause any trouble in this establishment. Savvy? I think he stares. You don't break under the gaze. I kind of wish that I'd gotten a plus one for being a noble tale. I'm like, oh, he, he wouldn't care. He wouldn't. He very much wouldn't. In a flash, he pulls that gun out and he shoots it right next to your ear, blowing a hole in a window. <laughs> does, does Pip flinch? No. Yeah, I think it, he spins it, passes in front of your face, and he shoots around along the other side, you don't flinch again, and then he spins it, he puts it back, and he says, Well, isn't that just hilarious? <laughs> Surely you must be a hollow, but ah, you're staring here, talking like a man. You're, you're, you're something else, I gotta say. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Keep my buy-in, dealer. I'll come back once this, uh, this one's blown out of town. And he stands up, and he saunters out. Pip, are you good? I'm fine. Okay! I look forward to meeting you at my place of employment, so to speak. You see, he stops for a moment. This, this is the jingle of spurs. Place of employment? What's that? Well, I'm a line bull, you see. So, if I'm meeting you, it means one of two things. Either you're there naturally, or you're there naturally. Be seeing you, partner. Hope I see you on them rails. Everything I see with these eyes of mine is mine. And he saunters out with the, the double <laughs> double cowboy door. Does that include, like, people? Because that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <huh>? problematic. <laughs> Coleman Knatcher, Shane Robert, <laughs> Raider of Pounds, <laughs> problematic. Potentially problematic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally... Like, he looked at me at some point, probably. I was in the room, and I'm not comfortable with that. It's free baby. (laughs) (laughs) Craft time. So that's Drix and Pip. Drix and Pip. Y'all meet Meyer Michter. They're uh, Severosi uh, with some short hair. They are a banker. You can tell by the respectable bowler hat. Bowler hats are respectable. You heard it here first. They look, uh, not nervous, meek, but, uh, really excited. They say, thank you so much for coming by these parts. Yeah, a couple of line bowls for just clear as day. Oh, my, aren't you big? Oh, this'll be, this'll be great. Now listen, you're probably wondering why I hired you. Why, why would a banker hire a couple of line bowls? I, I mean, unless I was, you know, transporting some money. But nope, all the money stays right here in the bank, and I'm going to make sure of it. I, I gotta, I gotta protect the town's money. From, from that, that no-good plum daggone uh, Coleman Knatcher. And, and, well, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a new safe. So, uh, so, so, so I, I want to analyze the, um, the weaknesses in my, my existing safe. So I suppose what I'm asking is, uh, I need somebody who knows how to use electroplasm to use this here electroplasmic charge. Detonate one of my safes. This sounds... encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, basically, I'm going to be wanting you to set up um, char- the charge. You know, be real careful. As fuse is a, is a, you know, it's a, it's a touch live. Gonna have to be careful. And then uh, I need another one to come through and uh, help help me know, you know, the, the state of the crumple, the damages. You know, have, make sure make sure I can uh, estimate where where to reinforce things, where to perhaps let things uh, go to protect the goodies inside. Well, I know what part of the job I should not do. Yeah, it shouldn't be uh, too difficult for a uh, a spark boy. Hey, Pip elbows Drix. And uh, gives like just the smuggest smile. <laughs> the, the banker, they uh, they pull the little bowler cap off and they uh, hold it over their heart. Oh my! You you part of the Spark Boy Power Club? <laughs> I am a member of the Spark Boy Power Club, but I do have to tell you, I'm only a level two Ionic. Now listen, this hobby takes all skill levels. You're still a Spark Boy in my book, and they do the, 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 the Spark Boy Power Club handshake with you. Aww. <laughs> Turn the headshake. <laughs> Pip's devilish grin immediately fades when his attempt at embarrassing Drix has just like gone south. <laughs> Spark boys are all over, you know. You know, never expect them, hey Pip. He, you can certainly say that. We gotta get some Spark girls up in here at some point. Women in STEM. <laughs> Women in STEM. Women in STEM. Where's the Spark Girl Power Club? <laughs> Meyer, Meyer Michter is like, well, honestly, I'm a Spark boy. The way that a dorg is a good boy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly me. <laughs> You're valid. All right, time to rule. Yeah, who's gonna plant the charge? Uh, I figure that's a finesse job, wouldn't you say so? Yeah, yeah, roll that finesse for the charge. Rolling that finesse for the charge. Genuinely wondering if I should have you blow yourself up on a miss. (laughs) That'd be funny. It would be funny. Well, uh, guess what, bud? (laughs) You certainly did get a miss. That is a five total. Hold on a fucking fucking moment. (laughs) A one, I'm a trying two. to see how fair an explode. Oh my god, no, I can't do this oh, to no. you. An explosion's for harm. That's bullshit. I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit, that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> call it, call it, you know, this is this is a test, right? So there have got to be some safety precautions. Yeah, too. yeah, I think, um... <laughs> can't believe I rolled a one and a two. Oh, buddy. <laughs> the plus two. So you, uh, you go to set the charge. You, you step a safe distance away. Doesn't explode. Doesn't explode. Still doesn't explode. Eventually you think maybe you need to, like, reset it. Re- like, get the, get the fuse going again. And as you, uh, fiddle with it, that's when it detonates. <laughs> oh, gosh. Rip Drix. Drix, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna have to give you one harm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'll take the harm. Just one harm. And, you know, you're, like, coughing up black soot. But there's the safe. Slightly damaged, ready to be marked up, Pip. <coughs> I did it. I'm going to do the spicy thing and roll insight for this. Do it. Holy shit, I didn't miss. Hell yes. That is a seven. It's all good. Yeah, you're able to accurately mark down where it crumpled. And you were able to point out how much of the interior like didn't have anything folded in on it. So they know like the safest part of the safe. At least from that sort of charge. Oh, I was going to ask an insight question. <laughs> Am I allowed? You can if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, what's what's the best way to actually protect this safe? 
Well, I'm not a safe master in real life, so I can't tell you, but Pip, Pip's got a good idea, and he notes it down. Pip notes it down, something that he heard from his father or brother long ago. Alright, rewards times. Yay. At the stable, Edlin Helliers. Um, go ahead, each of you roll your 1d6. Hell yeah! That's a Hell 6. Yeah. Um, I got a five plus one. Oh, so that's a six. Yeah. That's a six. Six squad, six um, squad. Yeah. What do you want? Do you, in addition to your plus two stash or plus one favor, do you want another plus one, plus two stash or another plus one favor? Or do you want to get offered a job? Uh, we're still on our job moratorium, yeah? Yes, asterisk. I think we we haven't cleared any, right? We, we yeah. need to we need some. Yeah, you still have the ghost detector yeah. job, and you still have the uh, ghost menagerie. Job. Next time, let's do a job. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I will take an extra favor. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Edlin Helliers, just I'm plum shocked at how well you take it to this hand roll, and um, well, my associate uh, Nexit Kutu uh, wasn't lying. You know, if you if you ever do end up getting your own self a horse, you just come by me, and I can take good care of it. That's so nice, thank you. Well, Drix, you're um you're a good man. <laughs> Reliable. F- f- thank you, sir. I don't I don't judge you none. <laughs> I just want you to say there's a lot that I put on you. And even 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 when the going got rough, you did your duty. I certainly tried. And th- thank you for trusting me with such an important duty. I will not I, I will not make a habit of it though. Understandable. Have a good day. <laughs> I have thirty stash now. I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm like on my way to a. What is it at this point? A home. Uh, thirty stash. Meager. Uh, you die in a time. Meager. Stash. You're still meager. At thirty-one, you'll get modest. All right. Which is dying in a simple home or apartment with some small. Hell yeah. nice. well, I got one more. One more job to roll. Bless. One more job before you get out of your hovel. I'm taking double favor on this because at the end of this, I am officially going to, or I'm officially going to pull one of the upgrades I've been waiting for. Trade, trade, trade. 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 Three. Also a three. Cool. Rumor about ghosts. So pick your one. And I'll roll the rumor. God damn me. I'm going to take my two stash so that I can have a modest home. Yes. As a 13-year-old girl. Well, it's, it's when you retire. Okay, that's fair. It's forward thinking. Retire next year, Andrew. <laughs> there you go. Retire at the ripe old age of 15. I mean, honestly, who could blame her? Honestly, Sam. I'd love to retire. <sighs> Wouldn't it be amazing? I'll also take the two stash. Hey, Hannah, I have a question. What? Do you want, like, juicy secrets or lucrative opportunity? I want juicy secrets. All right. Make it juicy. Make it juicy. Ramira Jayanne, as she's paying you out, thanks so much, partners. You just did a dang old, good old doggone great job. Uh, especially dealing with that cod-slammed outlaw, Coleman Knatcher. You know neither of us is Severosi, right? Like, you don't have to do this. It's it's part of the brands. Okay. Listen, thanks a bunch for what you did. I I, I have a feeling uh, Mr. Geist, the owner of Geist Brand Gaming, will, uh, well, I think he'll be very pleased. This 
It's good. It's, it's good to hear. Did not know that there was a Mr. Geist, but cool. Oh, yes. He's still in charge. He's our founder since uh, 120 years ago. That's a long time. It's all thanks to the Geist brand gaming hall. <laughs> okay, cool. Good for him. Now, listen, you, uh, you, you guys are collecting a pretty penny, so who knows? Maybe you can uh, afford one. I, you know what? I will be lucky if I die in a modest home. I don't think you need to worry about that. Unless you do something stupid. Like assassination. What? Don't don't worry about it. What? (laughs) Pip, I never know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) But in a different way than usual this time. Don't worry about it. Either way, I just wanted to warn a couple of you. Um, the Geist brand is synonymous with gaming. Um, we also like to keep abreast of the situation. And um, there's a lot of missionaries around Severus, and that, especially that, that try to go towards the Dagger Isles to try to um, you know, push their beliefs to some of the locals there. And um, well, Mr. Geist has uh, warned us that uh, several key church officials have been connected to spirit cults. It seems the Church of the Ecstasy of the Sacred Flesh isn't happy with just the body anymore. Hmm. We'll have to ask Mr. McClaremont about that. He's been out for a while, but it's, it's, it's worth following up on. Yeah. Be careful out there. Thanks. Thank you. And, uh, cheerio, partner. Her eyes go wide, and she says, Thanks so much. I bet Mr. Geist would love it. <laughs> craft, craft, craft. Craft. Craft reward rolls. Alright, craft. Yo! <gasps> yes! I can't believe it! This is the one! This is the one I've been waiting for! I got all good rolls! All uh, rewards! It's a six, baby! <laughs> He's done it! Yes! Um, I also got a six, but it's less exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's less exciting because you don't have terrible <laughs> luck. So, yeah, do you guys just want to just wanna get an additional plus two stash or plus one favorite? Or do you, do you just want you want to get ghost work, but you still want to do a ghost job moratorium? I'm gonna take I'm gonna five. take two stash and one favor. So. I'm also gonna take two stash and one favor. Bring me up to six stash, so I'm gonna get two pieces of custom gear next time. Hell yes! Oh my gosh! I have two favors and twenty one stash. Meyer Michter, is there like thanks so much, you two? Oh, this is, this is, I got, I got, I gotta say, uh, Mikhail, you got quite the eye for detail. I, I didn't expect to, um, I, I didn't expect it looking at you on account of your lazy eyes, but uh, I guess, you know, it's only on their time off, huh? Hey, hey. It's this, it's, it's a break time. It's fine. I, I can't remember this particulars, but it's, it's basically if you put, like, a sheet of glass in between, like, sort of the, the winch, it should prevent it from, uh, Basically, if uh, anything strong enough that'll actually break the safe will also make it unable to be opened easily. So it's this, it's this a little bit of an engineering problem more than it is like a structural one. That low-down Coleman Kanatcher ain't gonna know what hit him on everything my eyes see. Hogwash. Oh, and um, Colburn, you're just a level two Ionic, and you might feel a touch foolish now that you have blown yourself up some. But every spark boy shocks themselves, drops a little solder on them, and sometimes some even blow themselves up. This is a just another trip on a road to, well, on a road to adventure. Oh, thank you. I won't let it deter me. 
uh, like like any other good spark boy, I promise to shine on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you shine on beautifully. <laughs> they pay you <laughs> tearfully and smiling. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You guys begin to head back to the train. Maybe maybe for to wait an extra night. Because coming across the Void Sea from Akaros is Mr. Walker. Nice. To meet up with the pride of Duskwall. Next time on Ghost on a Train. Yay! <laughs> Woo! Pride of Duskwall is now arriving. Please allow all passengers to exit the train before boarding. This has been Ghosts on a Train, a podcast with the Faustian Nonsense Network, where we played Ghost Lines, an RPG written and designed by John Harper. All of our music by Sebastian Black. Our cover art is by Yoshiko Agresta. Your line bowls for this trip were... Andrew Anderson, badge name Dunville, played by me, Hannah Levin. Adric, aka Drix, badge name Colburn, played by me, Stefan Lewis. Pippin, Pip, McKeel. Badge name, McHugh, played by me, Guys Webel. And I have been your conductor, Greg Corobus. For bonus content, as well as behind the scenes, become a patron of the Faustian Nonsense Patreon. Your support will help our podcast, as well as the others on the network. And in lieu of monetary support, a review on your favorite podcatcher will help Ghosts on a Train maintain visibility. If you have any questions about the Pride of Duskwall or additions to suggest for the train, please email them to ghosttrainpod at gmail.com or contact us on Twitter at ghosts underscore train. And I'll let Candace bring them to the line bowls. Thank you for riding with us, and please consider traveling with us again next time. This program was brought to you by a network of dedicated artists with creative souls just like just like yours. 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 Faustian Nonsense yours. thanks yours. you for yours. your patronage. Yeah. Just like yours.